Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Vents. This is Fed Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Let's get it cracking. Hey and welcome to Vent Weekly. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Nuruddin. So we're still in self-isolation and recording this on a video conference call. We're talking about something that may become increasingly relevant in the coming weeks. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite recently. But would you say you have a Fortnite addiction? Gaming is a pleasurable experience, so as with anything pleasurable, you can do too much of it. You just get addicted to the rush, right? And to like completing goals. I have had loads of things that I was supposed to do, but when you get a message from your friend saying, yo, let's play, or you, you kind of forget about everything else and you just prioritise that. I think that feedback that you get from from gaming, that kind of instant happiness when you complete a level or something, is very addictive. I'd rather eat pizza in the oven because then I can still game while it's cooking. We've invited vice journalist Ryan Basil and my friend and avid gamer Kyle Edwards in to talk about gaming addiction, especially after the first ever gaming addiction clinic opened in London last year. Hey, Ryan and Kyle, could you just introduce yourselves? Hey, yeah, I'm Ryan Basil, associate editor at Vice, where I kind of cover cultural stuff, whether that's music, film, fashion, drugs to life things like money or sex and relationships or yeah gaming in this case compulsive gaming hi um, i'm kyle edwards uh Nuruddin's friend i would say yeah as Nuruddin said i'm probably an avid gamer fellow young person and just yeah that's it really so ryan out of the many millions and billions of people there are on this earth, yeah. how many would you say are currently playing games? According to the World Health Organization, it's an estimated 2 billion people playing video games globally on a regular basis. So who would you say plays the games more, like boys or girls? From what I found, it can be uh, girls or women as much as it's men and boys. But it seems to be that we see more young men talk about this. I don't know whether it's a cultural issue and, and men seem to be more into gaming. But there's a an equal spread of men and women gaming across the world. So it could easily be as much women are affected, but there's no kind of stats to back that up yet. In my opinion, I feel like boys play more violent games, so people tend to talk about it more. Whereas girls, well, when I was younger, I would play like more games to do with like cooking or makeup, and people would tend to think it's cute, but then I won't really speak about it as much. Mm. So maybe that's why people think, oh, boys might play it more. Like when I was in secondary school, until this day, me and my friends, we all play Sims. Yeah. 
Okay. Which I don't know if you guys play Sims. And that's considered a game, but no one really like talks about, oh, girls play too much Sims. Like, I don't think I've heard anybody say that before. But then me amongst my friends, we go, oh my God, I've been playing this for like four hours. I've been playing it for ages. Sims is actually a pretty dangerous game, in my opinion, with regards to time. Like, the time just flies on that game. Yeah, Sims, Sims is I'll such say. an amazing game. That's yeah, why. Yeah, it, it actually is. It really is. All right, Carl. So would you be able to tell us about the games that you play? Right now, I'd say I play a fair bit of Fortnite. I've actually got into Monopoly on the PlayStation Ooh. as well. Oh, wow. It's actually pretty good. Um, me and my friends, we play it, say, every night, more, more or less, play a game. And Why can't you play the actual board game, Monopoly? No, I can. I don't mind it. And I'm actually planning on, like, ho- I would host it um, at my house. But I think it's just way easier to just get everyone together on the PlayStation instead of like trying to get everyone together physically it's like now i understand Carl. it's easier to get everyone on a party and like get them all in chat so yeah. say you've got eight of your boys and then everyone is just there online from their own houses their own comfort of their own homes yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. playing the game with you yeah. rather than them having to trek out of their house come to yours and have everything set up you know what i'm saying so yeah. i understand Carl. I on understand. top of that as well i think if we played it in person sometimes we might have even more falling out <laughs> especially now because uh, like among the ages we are uh, i'm 20 are you 20 years old already yeah i'm 21 now oh, okay yeah so 20 <laughs> 21 Sorry. around the area big man <laughs> um <laughs> like a lot of us are in uni some of us aren't in uni some of us are in london some of us aren't so it can be difficult to get us together like you know so i, I wouldn't say rather but i'd say it's a lot more convenient and realistic to be honest I would ask the same question to Ryan. Would you rather link up with your friends and play the game in real life or just connect on the PS4 or Xbox? Uh, you know what? Like, I would rather play in real life with people because, I don't know, you could just have your friends over, get loads of food, get some drinks, mm. have some fun. Whereas I feel like you're quite isolated playing by yourself. It, it kind of makes me feel... Although you, you can talk to people online and you're talking on the game, I'd much rather have that social aspect in the flesh because, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a bit older, but then we can finish playing the game and, and go and chat about other things in our life. And it's the same as, I guess, like going to the pub or something like that, where you're just hanging out with your mates in, in real life. But I guess the sort of games I play are a lot different. It would be like old school, like Nintendo games or whatever, like Mario Kart, um, which would be great mm. to play like together. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. I feel like it is something to do with our ages as well because at the time that me and Kyle and Sabrina say similar ages have grown up, there's been lots of PlayStations, Xbox, so a lot of mm. games, consoles out. Yeah. It's like there's a novelty to it. So yeah, I feel like yeah. just the younger generation uh, prefer to be linking up more over the internet rather than in real life, yeah. which is kind of worrying. But Yeah, and I wanted to ask um, Nuruddin and Carl and you, Ryan, have you actually made friends from gaming? Because I know there's like a big gaming community and maybe that's why people game a lot because they've made friends through that and that's how they spend time with them. I've never really done that, Sabrina, but I tend to keep it within my friends. No, I asked because somebody at my workplace actually found their girlfriend through gaming and their girlfriend <laughs> lives in America. That's sick. Yeah, a lot of case scenarios happen like that. They find their soulmates over a game. Like for Fortnite, for example, you have duos, you have squads. If you're playing bo- a game that you both enjoy heavily and like you share so much between it, I think that's a good starting point to go off. I do is obviously two people and... For example, if me and Nuruddin were playing, like I would need to have a certain trust in Nuruddin, like like have my back sort of thing, and like believe 100%. in his ability to protect me. And I'd say that would carry over into relationships. I can see how that would um 
happened. Not in the instance of me and Nuri. <laughs> <laughs> that is but yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. I can see how it could happen. Easy. I, yeah, I definitely see that. Ryan, could you just give us the definition of a gaming addiction? What is it? Gaming addiction, or the official term is gaming disorder, which the World Health Organization added to their international classification of diseases in 2018. It's quite a loose term, but basically means you're gaming and you've kind of got a loss of control. You're compulsively doing it at the expense of other activities, uh, whether that's like seeing friends and family, going to school in the case of like young kids and teens or going to work. You're kind of basically your quality of life has been lost because you're kind of gaming so much in the same way someone might be drinking loads or doing drugs or any kind of thing that's compulsive and an addiction, really. It takes away your quality of life. Could you just tell us more about the London clinic that just opened recently and how many people have been? Dr Henrietta Bowden-Jones, who set up the clinic, she's actually mad clever. She's got an OBE for basically working on kind of mental health issues related to addiction. She used to um, do all the addiction services, I think, in, in West London and Kensington and Chelsea for people who are battling drug addiction. And then she set up the gambling clinic and now she set up the Centre for Internet and Gaming Disorders. And she's basically just kind of said this is a massive issue among young people. So we're going to try and get as many people in as possible from the beginning. Because I feel like some people are in denial about their gaming addiction because it just seems like um, you see when people say they have a drug addiction, there's loads of like negative connotations. So people don't exactly. want to say they're addicted to games. So mm. what would you say to that? Like, would you go to a clinic like this? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. And I don't think that I'm addicted to it because there are other things like that I would do instead. And like, it's not imperative that I do play every day. I play when I play it, it would be like in the evening when I'm like, I've just come back for the day and I don't intend on going back out again. So I just, I, I say I don't play out of um, necessity or because I, yeah, because I need to. Yeah. How much yeah. do you think is too much like playing? Say daily, weekly, monthly. Daily. Um, so maybe two hours, an hour, over an hour is quite a bit, to be fair. It is. I, I, I agree with Kyle, to be honest. When you're saying you've got other things in your life that don't, affect your gaming or you're doing something else rather than just purely gaming i feel like you wouldn't count it as an addiction you'd see it as um just a pastime really and something that you use to to catch up with your friends so kyle like as you're saying more than like two hours or three hours a day on games mm. that's probably a bit too much for for someone yeah. if they're playing that every single day every week mm. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I don't think there is like a, an authoritative figure that gets people into gaming. The gaming that at the level that we have now is quite new for this generation. The previous generation didn't really have that level of gaming. I feel like you could do a campaign or you could, you know, get governments to kind of put 
restrictions on age, but I feel like that's never really ever stopped anyone from developing an addiction. Like, I think it has to be a person talking to another person in order for this to have effect. I feel like sometimes parents as well, I've seen it definitely with, they don't want to always be looking after their kid. They'll just be like, okay, here's this PlayStation. That will take care of the kid now. I won't have to do anything. I think there should be somewhere in like the school syllabus that talks about, you know, the th things that aren't just, you know, curricular stuff like life. And I guess gaming would go into that. Because my brother's eight years old and he obviously has school and he finishes school at three. Then when he comes home, he usually plays on his Wii Switch. But my mum has like a timer on her phone and it tells her how much my brother is playing. So after yeah, two hours, yeah, after two hours, it caps. Mm, yeah, that, That's interesting as well, I'd say, because... I think we were probably the last generation to actually go outside, in my opinion. And I don't mean like they like actually don't go outside, but I'd say like regularly. And then mm -hmm. I very rarely see kids like playing outside and like their alternative to going outside is just video games. And I used to, from when I came home, come home, change my uniform and like straight out and I'm not more or less coming back in from until like just before bed. I would say they have like completely changed it to where the outside part is this gaming. So they'd come home, like take their uniform off game until it's time for bed and then bed. Like, and I'll say, like, in my opinion anyway, that is like very unhealthy, to be honest. So you know how Kyle and Nuruddin said like two hours, what would you say is too much or... Too much gaming. I mean, I yeah. think it's just relative to your life. I mean, two hours to, to someone might be okay. Two hours to someone else might not. It depends what other responsibilities you have that day. If that day you, you had a spare two hours, but it was the only two hours you had in the day and you really should have been seeing your mum or going and seeing your gran who is sick in hospital or addiction, any addiction is just something where you've got a loss of control in relation to your life or your duties or your goals or, or just, just any kind of thing. If, if something's taking over your life and, and you're getting negative consequences because of it, then, and you can't stop and it keeps going on and on and on, then it's likely an addiction and you could be addicted to anything. It doesn't just have to be like sex, drugs, alcohol, like game, like obviously gaming, but it could be anything. It could be like checking your phone, Obviously, food is a big one as well. It's just anything you're doing that's negatively impacting your life, really. So, Sabrina, you mentioned your brother having your mum onto him by having a two-hour cap on how much he can play. Did any of you guys experience gaming caps from parents or were you able to game as much as you wanted to? I definitely had that when, when I was younger. It was like an hour and a half. I think I was allowed to play PlayStation back in the day. Uh, and then my same, 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 my, same, yeah, same. My parents would come and just like, literally, I'd be like, no, come on, let me finish this like level. I need to save this. <laughs> it, it was before the days of like autosave though. So it would, uh, um, yeah. And they would, they would come and like rip the console out of the wall or just like unplug it. And you'd be like, ah, man, I've just, I know it was only an hour and a half, but you've lost so much. I actually had a PlayStation 2. And I don't know if you guys know some Simpsons game. I used to play that a lot. Oh, that a sick yeah. game, you know. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Was it the Hit and Run Simpsons one? Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. That's the one. But yeah, I used to Banging play that game. a lot. But my mum, there wasn't like a limit, but there was a time that I would have to come off. Mm. But um, I would play like the Wii a lot and play games like Just Dance as well. So because I was being active and wasn't mm. just sitting down, I was able to play those type of games more. But like I said, with my brother, I think because technology has advanced, my mum could track it from her phone. And if mm. my brother has gone, a cert gone over a certain time, then my brother will know that he will get a punishment. So he knows that he can't like run away from this because my mum can literally see it on her phone. Mm. But 
I do think it's like your parents influence but at the same time as you get older like our age I don't know about you like maybe a little bit more older can your parents actually control if you play or not and then whose choice is it to control you from then on do you know what I'm saying is it your parents choice is it the government's choice or is it your choice I, I feel like it's more of a general thing, just just in terms of addiction as a whole. I mean, I don't know what the current policy is with teaching kids about addiction, but it should just be across the board. I mean, I, with with the specific focus on gaming, I guess, and you could ease people into it by talking about stuff that's more relevant to the age group in school. Like, I agree with your your stance, Ryan. They don't really take gaming into account because they don't really see the effects of gaming addiction on these kids yeah i don't think it shows like a physical mm. element to it so of course you you're not able to just guess off the physical oh you're addicted to games mm. it's got to be self-realization and you have to come to the terms yourself and say okay i am addicted yeah and the ramifications of it as well you probably wouldn't be able to see until later on when they're more or less forced to get into social um interaction say like uni or working even and then then you'll see the ramifications of it and maybe then it might be maybe a bit too late this is virtual reality out now people are wearing these headsets and just mm. looking around and they're not they're not at home anymore do you know what i'm saying yeah, they're, yeah. they're in a game arena fighting 10 dragons or something <laughs> just to say i've i've done vr before and it is actually amazing like when i played it's I an amazing experience yeah, yeah i couldn't believe that like this i played angry birds i know it's not a great game but you played angry Birds. yeah because everybody was VR. playing though like the haunted horror games and that's actually really yeah scary. that's what you're meant to play yeah, no, but because that's too scary it's virtual do you know what i'm saying now i understand but i feel like gaming is going crazy like it's 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 going to be one of the biggest industries, or if not, it is right now, but it's going to be one of the biggest industries in the next 10 years following the release of virtual reality. Um, it's kind of like taking yourself out of the real world and putting you putting you in like a fake world, which you're the master of everything. You're able to possess powers that you don't really possess in real life. I'd say young people naturally have a less of a distinction between reality and non-reality anyway, but adding in like, virtual reality it's like now i can actually see what i thought was real anyway but it is actually real because i'm seeing it and i'm living it so it's like what like yeah it's pretty crazy in my opinion it's weird what do you think ryan i think it could be quite dangerous in terms of if if someone's not uh having the best life outside of playing a game and then they they start getting into virtual reality they might kind of get sucked into that world i mean that's already happened with kind of like online multiplayer like role-playing games where people have kind of got really invested in the characters they've created and, and the worlds that they're playing and so if you kind of extend that to like a virtual reality i think that could potentially create an issue for for kids but it's also mad exciting that you can play games and be in like a virtual world as well so mm. yeah if somebody is addicted how should they battle it um i think the first step is you have to kind of realize that you're addicted yourself to something i mean no one can kind of tell you that you're addicted uh to something and be like oh my god you're playing this too much it has to be a self-realization once you've realised that, you want to go and see a kind of specialist. So in the case of gaming, uh, is going to this gaming clinic. Or you could look up, there's websites as well, um, one called Stop Gaming. You'd go onto there and they have uh, different services or things you can do um, to help you. But yeah, the first step is realising it and then reaching out to like a professional or an expert. 
So we've listed a lot of negative aspects of gaming addiction, but as I don't play a lot of games and everybody's self-isolating, could you maybe recommend me some games or the people listening that they could play right now? You could play um, Monopoly without <laughs> contracting um, coronavirus because you don't need to be in the same room. So You, could, you love um, your Monopoly. Monopoly. <laughs> nah, nah, it's actually a good game, you know. Nah, uh, Sabrina, try it, I'm telling you. It's great. Um, I'd say grab a FIFA. You can't go wrong with FIFA. That game is so rubbish. Nah, listen, Sabrina, you it's can't say boring. it's rubbish when it's There's the no foundation of gaming. There's it's no like storyline the fa- to FIFA, Sabrina. <laughs> what if you're 2-1 down in the 90th minute? That's a storyline. Exactly. That's, and you come back. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but okay. Ryan, you got any games? If you just want something, you know, you're in self-isolation, you're like, man, I'm so bored. I want something fun, just get a Switch. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah, like they're, yeah, yeah. they're Some fun. active games. Yeah, they're fun for all the family, all ages. Everyone's going to be isolating. So get a Switch, yeah. play some Mario, play some Super Smash Bros, play some Mario mm-hmm. Kart. Wait, can I actually recommend Just Dance because it's an amazing game and it keeps you active and you can play with your get family. Active. <laughs> Keep your immune system up. It's so good. Just Dance is so good. Oh, well, thank you, Ryan, for coming and speaking to us about gaming addiction. Sabrina, thank you again for hosting as well. And Kyle, my friend, I appreciate you for coming through. No problem. Even man. though we're, we're, we're all from separate screens, we're all linking up right now. Yeah. You know we're making it happen. No problem. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Gaming addictions, Sabrina. You can play in moderation and it can be healthy and okay. Just just don't get carried away with it because Ryan was quite chilled with it and even Kyle even though he's like a gamer he doesn't even play that much and he does play moderation so what do you think now that I know that there is a place people can go to if they're addicted to games I'm gonna let my people that I think are addicted know the place that they can go and I think that makes you like a really good friend that you would refer your friends to this clinic so well done for that Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Sabrina. And I've been Nuruddin. And thanks a lot to Ryan and Kyle for coming in. You can find more of Ryan's work on vice.com. And Kyle, you can add him on PSN, XI Assassin IX. This episode was produced by the Vent production team, Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ali Adlington. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Bar of Culture 2020. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.